You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com Where go Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson and I'm also here with Ben King to tell you about and console and hopefully hug on you virtually through wherever you're listening to this podcast uh getting through this loss ben how you doing buddy uh i'm better than our offense was for three quarters that hurt (laughs) it it, well yeah besides three quarters in that first drive like that first drive was okay but you know it stalled out anyways um yeah i mean you would think coming out of a bye week that we would have done something a little bit better than not putting points on the scoreboard for all three quarters. Um, and that that's probably what, I mean, I was frustrated. I, I was in the stadium, like, frustrated, giving faces and just angry faces and not knowing what's happening. Um, and the crazy part was, I if you look down on paper, I still, it still looks pretty decent. Like, it doesn't look, um, if you don't look at the scoreboard, like, it looks pretty even. Um, and that's maybe what hurts me a little bit. Um, now Auburn's offense by definitely like the second and third quarters, like, (laughs) man, there was nothing going for them. Um, didn't hardly get into Georgia territory. And when they did, it was very quickly stopped. Um, but there, there were some, um, things that Ben and I, we, we just wanted to talk about with y'all and like help you get through this because there's there's obviously angst and anxiety from from games like this um and i just wanted to like kind of talk through some of those um because i think that's one of the best ways we can get through it and get through it together for sure yep um so i mean okay if we had the fourth quarter even partially in any other quarter like you you know that kind of performance that we did i think we'd be in a we'd be having a different discussion absolutely i mean even if the second half was the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. like refs can't stop a team on fire yeah for 30 minutes yeah they can for the final two yeah yeah for sure and it it, they definitely did and that that really stinks for for auburn and the players um because I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna blame the refs on everything because Auburn did put themselves in this situation. Um, yeah, 45 minutes of nothing will do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, just I hate to say this, but I feel like this season is a bunch of okay. What if you know we we had made a comeback against Florida? What if you know we had done something in, in like gotten one extra drive or something against LSU kicked a field goal what if they had called the holdings on LSU um that kind of thing 
and I, I don't want it to be that way. Like, well, what if we had an offense that was high powered like LSU has? What if we had the offense that we saw against Purdue last year? What if we had the offense in the fourth quarter every quarter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I hate to to use the what ifs because they're not going to help us, but it's just kind of like making me wonder, uh, all right, well, I, I honestly think, and you may hate me for it, but like for the most part, it seemed like there there were some good plays that were called. Now, obviously in the second and third quarters, it seemed like we kind of didn't do anything besides kind of do conservative play calling, but like there were points where not only offensively, but defensively play calling was all right. I mean, but you know, the hardest part for me as an Auburn fan, especially on the offensive side is okay. It happened against Ole Miss too, where we get down the field, we score some points or we, we get yard. Sorry. We didn't score points very much, but we, we go down the field and we don't like get past, it seems like what 30, 35 yard line. Um, yep, and get into a spot where we can score points. And I don't know if it's just a mentality thing. Like our team, it's like the red zone thing that we had was it even last year. Like we had a lot of issues when we would get in the red zone. We just couldn't score points. Um, I don't know. That that's just kind of like how I'm feeling about it right now. And it kind of puts me a little like a step back. Um, Ben, do you have well, any like thoughts on that? Yeah, it's kind of weird because I, I watched the game next to Kyle for at least the first half, and he was saying, you know, look at the way that we keep going to Seth Williams on these slants. In a minute, they're going to fake it to him and then go deep. Mm. And he kept calling for it, and I was waiting for it, and I didn't see it happen. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, you know, even in a Gus Malzahn, like, first, I like the way Gus calls plays typically. I wish he would be consistent, yeah, but not predictable. Yeah. And I feel like he's inconsistent and almost always predictable. Well, and there's definitely Okay, so my uh, while I do think there's points in this season where I do think Gus did call plays correctly, there are definitely points where I was thinking, all right, for example, there there are multiple times like I'm thinking about the booby Whitlow booby cat this this time that you know went for like negative twelve yards or thirteen whatever it was, <laughs> and if you looked at what Georgia was lining up as on fourth down, they knew booby was going to take it up the middle, and they had yeah. stacked the box, um, and that play didn't have a chance to go anywhere. Well, why, 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 with all of the running back talent we have. Can we not line up in an I formation? Mm. Please well, somebody explain to me why we can't put some bodies in there like a Jay Prosh type deal <laughs> and push through. Because, look, I understand the offensive line is terrible. Yeah. But that's not an excuse to not use an I formation. Well, if two guys can hit their two men, then you'll have two other guys behind and a running back to push through. I mean, I don't know if Gus will ever line up in I formation is the thing. But why not? I don't know. I mean, that's a question for Gus. And it's not in his when, play cards, but... But we have the personnel to be able to be effective on a fourth and one or a fourth and two. Yeah. Or a third and two mm -hmm. in that type of formation. Instead of doing a spread... Look, here's the thing. 
when the defense knows you're going to run it, you need to get more bodies in there to be able to run the ball. Yeah. And right now we don't have that. Yeah. And even like he used to run the triple option. Where's that? Mm. Well, I don't see I think a triple we, option did, ever anymore. Didn't we have one where it was like a zone read and then we passed it outside real quick or something? Maybe I'm wrong. I think we did that maybe once or twice this game. I was like, all right, cool. But, you know, you don't do that very much anymore. But not to run typically. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So I I haven't seen it where you have three options of the ball is going somewhere. We're mm-hmm. going to run it, figure it out. I haven't seen that at all this year. So you're saying like do the you know Schwartz coming across the middle and then either Bo takes it or hands it off. Is that what you're saying? Like those are the three yeah. options typically? Yep. Yeah. I mean, we've had guys coming across the center. It just seems like we didn't go to them, at least in this game. And, and maybe we're just looking at the numbers and thinking, yeah, it's not going to work this time. So well, let's not we tried one speed sweep, but it was it was so covered immediately. Yeah. And you could see that it was sniffed out yeah. because it was a predictable p- formation. Yeah. Because we don't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. We only do that when we're going to hand it to the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, to give Georgia some credit, because I think they their defense deserved the credit, um, they were able to shut down and Kirby Smart kind of knew what was coming uh, from Auburn. And, I mean, maybe that's predictability. Um, well, we don't disguise things anymore. I mean, it's hard to. I mean, yeah. Well, okay. So under Nick Marshall, and of course he's a different player than Bo Nix. Yeah, very we all much. Know that. Very much. But it seemed like we ran a whole bunch of different plays off of one formation and were able to disguise things that way. Within this offense, we have like designated play formations for designated plays. And I don't see us disguising things very much. Yeah. Like when we played Florida. Florida disguised everything. I had no idea what they were doing because mm. the way they would line up with their different formations. Where is that from Gus? He used to do stuff like this. I haven't seen it recently. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. And maybe that's part of the, um, I mean, that that was part of my frustration, thinking, all right, we know here's the sugar huddle. You know what's going to happen right now? We're going to run the ball up the middle. Or we're going to run the ball to the right. Like you can kind of tell by the formation immediately what's going to happen. Yeah, nothing's disguised anymore. Yeah, um, I mean the one play that was disguised and nothing disguised well. I mean we can say it was um, the Harold Joiner pass that you know Bo just missed him. He threw it behind him. But that was the last play of the game. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you wait till the last play of the game to show like a disguised play, then that's not probably the best call. I mean, it was yeah. it was a good play. Yeah, yeah. He probably could have gone forever if Bo had thrown it in front of him instead of behind him. Yeah. I mean, the onside kick was disguised, but we got that taken away too. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so we did look up, however, that the same instant has happened uh, in a West Virginia versus Baylor game in 2016. Yeah. So apparently it is completely valid and legal to review a onside kick and call a penalty on it. Yeah, because, I mean, I was in the stands. There wasn't much explanation done, uh, really, to kind of tell you what was going on. I just saw, oh, we got the ball back, and you're just thinking, oh, my gosh, like, what has just happened? Losing my mind. And then, like, the the replay happened, and I was like, what are they reviewing? I guess the ball going 10 yards or whatever. 
um, before an Auburn player touched it or whatever. And I was like, there's nothing like that. And then they come back and say, you know, it's one of our guys, Anthony Schwartz hit the guy a little too early. And I was like, I'm, I'm like, it just seemed kind of weird. And I wish there was a better explanation done to why, why that happened. Cause it was just a weird, weird circumstance that I don't know. Um, but it took them forever. They were reaching for straws. They pulled that out. Yep. Yep. They did. They're um, allowed to. It's, it's legal. Yeah. Maybe it was the right call. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, if they've called it in previous games, I mean, I'm sure it's, there's some precedence there for it. Yeah. But was it, was it actually like we saw this happen thus? we should make this call or was it there's precedence for us to call a penalty, find someone to call it on. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's, I'm putting on my, uh, tinfoil hat right now, man. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe so many conspiracy theories, maybe. And and there were, there were definitely, I was times where this game, it seemed like Birmingham and the sec was, were definitely against us. I mean, not not to mention we're kind of on this topic, but the the Seth, the Seth Williams play you're you're looking at it you see his toes down two toes not just like one but you got two feet down he has a whole foot in a toe in and has possession of the ball does not lose possession carries the ball on the way out holding it in one hand yep like I I still don't I mean they showed it a few times in the stadium and I've watched it previously slowed down to look at it okay so I think what they were looking at, he had one hand on the, or both hands on the ball. As he's falling down, takes one hand slightly away from it, and then you know when he hits the ground, he's got both hands on it again. And my thinking is he had possession of the ball. There's plenty of times when I mean Ben, you've seen it, everybody's seen it. The one-handed catch, like how yeah. is one hand not enough to like he controlled the ball all Especially the way down to the ground. Especially for when you're turning going out of bounds and trying to brace yourself well yeah to hit the ground holding the football <laughs> yeah even with pads it's gonna hurt <laughs> yeah well he's hurt his arms multiple times well, this season because of that well even on like at the beginning of the fourth quarter he had um he came out of the game and i was like oh crap he hurt his shoulder yeah. or something again and he ended up coming back in thank goodness um and made a like made that play even though it was overturned still fantastic um Let's let's talk about Seth Williams. Hold on, hold okay. on. Okay, what Bef- you got? Before we go there, uh, conspiracy theory. Okay. Birmingham is watching Nick Saban be a moron <laughs> and leave his Heisman quarterback, Heisman potential quarterback, in the game 35-7 to against a garbage Mississippi State team. Okay. Tua Taivangaloa goes down mm-hmm. and breaks his hip. Okay. And Birmingham is like, oh, crap. Bama was supposed to go into the playoff and be the fourth team. Yeah. Then they say, who's next? And they go, Georgia. Then they go, Georgia cannot lose. I feel like we need the... Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I'm calling it now. Georgia will win the SEC championship. Really? Yep. You know why? Because that would guarantee the fourth you know them in the playoffs that would guarantee them and LSU make it in the playoffs. Yeah. And then you know LSU may bump down like a spot or two but yep. Yeah. But they lose to a team who made it to the ACC title game with one loss 
Yeah. Even if it was South Carolina, no one's going to even look at that. Yeah. And then you have other one-loss teams that are champions. Yeah. Or a team that lost who was undefeated going into the championship game, and it'll be a close loss. Mm. And they'll be like, no, this team has the Heisman Trophy winner. (laughs) This is the best team in college football. They had a fluke of a game or something. And then LSU and Georgia both make it into the playoff. Well, hey. And Oklahoma and Oregon get screwed. If it's true, we can always come back to this and point to the, the, you know, save the audio, Kyle. It's going to be gold. (laughs) Um, Because, I mean, it could happen. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that actually happened by any means, but um, yeah, that that's very interesting. Um, all right, so I, I, let's just talk about the offense as a whole because that was obviously the issue here. Um, pretty much, it seemed like this offense couldn't do anything. Frustration was abound in the stadium, um, and I'm sure in your living rooms watching the game. What what can be done? with this offense at this point, is there anything or is this kind of like we're, we're going to have to run like the two minute offense uh, to get anything going? Is there anything we can do to fix it? I mean, disguise plays, disguise plays. Don't call bubble screens or tunnel screens on a third and long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it worked one time. Great job. Well, that was that against mean... Ole Miss, I think. Yeah. That doesn't mean call it against a very good defense. Yeah. And you know what? Now with Tua out, there's a high probability that we can win the Iron Bowl. Right. I, think, I mean, definitely Even with higher. Him in, I think we could. I think Our so, Our defense too. is amazing. Yeah. Our defense played their hearts out in this game. Yeah. The offense just needs to be able to score a few points. Yeah, absolutely. That's all it takes. And you know what's, what's frustrating is all three of the games that we've lost so far, if we had had any halfway resemblance of an offense, I mean, that's what's frustrating and, and like, why well, I can well, yeah. partially see why people are at Gus's throat right now. But if you have even a like, and, and because like this offensive line is average, I mean, average at best. And if you have even a slightly good offensive line, we have a rushing game. We'd probably going to have another thousand yard rusher. You're probably going to have a much better pass defense or pass offense because it's going to get bow time and bows having to scramble a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he only had, I think, like one sack this game, but he was scrambling around, running around, because it, the offensive line didn't give him much time. The The rushing yep. attack didn't Never get do. any legit penetration, like enough where you can uh, be like, all right, we've established this run game. We never got to that point. Um, and I think the only way to fix this Auburn offense is say, screw it, we're going to pass the ball like we've done against Ole Miss and now Georgia and say, all right, we're not going to run the ball, but like 20, 25 times a game. And we're going to pass the ball every other time because that seems to be the only thing going for us. And Seth Williams, I mean, besides Seth Williams, uh, it seems like our, our wide receivers weren't able to get open and, and we got to find ways of getting open. Um, I'm, I don't think Alabama's defense is, you know, the top, they've ever been for sure but no they're not very good uh but they if they can play anything close to even what like Olmus did and you know stopping us like halfway down the way or Georgia stopping us like it, well here's the it's thing it's rough 
Ole Miss this past week put up 37 points on LSU. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. We could only score 20. It's not crazy. It's happened almost every game. Anytime LSU plays an offense that's competent, they get a ton of points scored on them. Mm-hmm. They just have a better offense. Yeah. We have a better defense, and our offensive scheme just doesn't score points. Yeah. We can get a lot of, heck, like when we played Ole Miss, we scored, or we, we had a ton of yards, but didn't score many points. Yeah. LSU put up 58 on Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. That's it's crazy. Just, I just, I don't understand why we have so much talent and we have, look, Gus is a great offensive coordinator. Is he getting in his own way? I've been saying all year he has like this bag of tricks that he's just been holding on to. I don't know about you, man, but I didn't see a single trick that was displayed on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, okay, so the only two that I did see, and one of them, I think Kirby Smart called a timeout because it was like the booby jump pass kind of thing that we did, you know, carry on a couple years ago. Yeah. But it was honestly covered. If I remember right, the the guy was covered that was supposed to be the jump pass. And it probably wouldn't have worked. Um, Could have gotten intercepted. It's possible. It's possible. Um, and then the other one was the Harold Joiner, and I don't even know if that's a bag of tricks. I mean, it's just like a all right. You have your tight end kind of roll out um, last second and get a, a wide open pass. Um, but man, like, so do you, are you kind of thinking like Gus needs to dip into that to get this offense? Yeah, going. Yeah, where's your bag of tricks, Gus? Because <laughs> guess what, we are. What, 10 games in the season now? Yeah. Coming up on 11. You don't need them this week because it's Sanford. But against Alabama, every single trick in your book better be on the field. Yeah. And at this point, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point, you got to show something. And if that means throwing a few trick plays out there, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, I'm also okay with just saying, Bo, our players might get tired. But we're gonna run a two minute offense, and I'm fine with that too. I, Backyard I, football style. I think that'd be fine with me. Like, sure, we might get tired by the fourth quarter, but hey, we're gonna go down fighting. Um, we have a lot of depth. Uh, yeah, and, and the guys that at wide receiver. I mean, we haven't even seen guys like Matthew Hill. Um, Shedrick Jackson's kind of been like in and out. It, it, we've got guys that are behind them if they need need a break and a breather. So yep. uh, I don't see why we don't just say, hey, we're going to do this against Alabama, this two-minute offense, for even half the game. And, you know, the other half kind of do your normal thing. Um, even if it doesn't work then, I mean, at least we tried. <laughs> I, I I just hate going and playing or feeling like we aren't – like I feel like our players are going 100%. Don't, don't take me wrong. Like I honestly think our players were going 100% the whole time it was the way that it seemed like we were just kind of being consistent. It was the play calling. I don't, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> um, there, there were points where obviously it, you, you need some more intermediate kind of routes and that didn't happen. So I'll give you that. Um, there were slants, but besides that, I mean, what, what else did we have? We had, you know, a couple long passes that were thrown out of bounds or, not slants and bubble screens. <laughs> um, I mean, we've been we've been yelling for slants and slants happen, um, but I want slants in our regular offense. I don't want to only do slants. Well, yeah, 
Yeah. I want to mix it around. Yeah. I mean, but is, how much? How much does that fall on? Okay, so Cody Burns is what the passing coordinator. Uh, how much does that of that does that fall on him, and how much does it fall on Gus? Like, hey, I don't know. Uh, Gus calls the plays. Oh yeah. And what does Cody do? He's the wide receiver coach, and then he's also the passing coordinator. All right. Well, then the fact that we are very good at catching the ball is because of Cody. Yeah. And the fact that we don't call those plays is because of Gus. <laughs> I mean, that, that's I kind mean, of frustrating. <laughs> like, when when the players get their name called, they catch it at least half the time. For the most part. I mean, there were times, like Will Hastings, you know, could have caught a pass right in his chest and didn't. Yeah. Um, but Will Hastings hasn't gotten utilized hardly at all this season. Yeah. He was Way very much... Considering how much I I remembered us using him even two years ago, yeah, um, he was the go-to, and that's what oh, I'm saying. Man. We are so deep at wide receiver, so deep, yeah, so insanely deep. So let's just name them off for the heck of it. So Seth Williams is number one, Eli Stove, Sal Canilla, Will Hastings, Anthony Schwartz, uh, our running back who we only use as a wide receiver that I think would be great. Um, Harold Joyner. Yep. There's two sets, two sets of core wide receivers. Uh, our tight end, who's great, who we hardly use. J.J. Wilson. That yes. One? Yeah. So much talent. We could have two sets of wide receivers go in and out. One goes hard for one drive. All of them come out. The next ones go hard for the next drive. And Anthony Schwartz, who is a sprinter and a long distance runner yeah can go in all the time yeah i just i don't understand why we can't play auburn fast like gus used to Mm -hmm. and like he's shown that we can but not do it all the time yeah okay so i was actually thinking about that why aren't we doing it all the time and something that i started to think about was Okay, the last couple of years, we, we've had times where we do go Auburn fast and then we don't, we're not able to move the ball. And at that point, I'm thinking, all right, crap, we got to put our defense back out there. There's no time for our defense to rest. And so I'm wondering if it's like, I mean, I hate to say like Kevin Steele in the back of his mind, like yelling at Gus saying, give my defense some rest. Um, because that, that was obvious over the last couple of years, like our defense has at the end of the games, like kind of been tired because they've been on the field so much. Like that's well, part of why I'm thinking Gus is like, all right, let's slow, slow it down a little bit. Give our defense some rest. Um, I don't know. That's a possibility. However, I will challenge you with, if that is the case, why then on a third and four, mm-hmm. are we doing a tunnel screen I mean, every single time? I would have rather, you know, I mean, we did it a couple times with Seth Williams, but just throw a slant. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Williams can obviously beat a man when he's on man-to-man coverage. Like, when he's in man coverage, you give the give Seth the ball. Nine times out of ten, and he proved it this game, he's going to win the battle. Um, and you know what? I, I, I love Seth Williams, and I want him to do great. But, like, where are the other guys? Like, where are the other guys winning those battles? And that's why I'm a little questioning, like, okay, so we do have a lot of guys, but, like, why why didn't they show up this game? Like, why didn't they 
do as much as Seth Williams did for this team. I mean, Anthony Schwartz was probably the next closest and he only had 48 yards. Um, everybody else behind him and, and considering we passed the ball, we threw the ball 50 times like that. That's unheard of for most Auburn offenses to throw the ball that much. And, and I'm, I'm glad that Gus was like, all right, we're not running the ball. Let's pass the ball. And, and like we did a lot. Um, and thank goodness. I mean, Bo was, you know, it, he had a couple throws obviously that were way off. Um, I think the more I'm starting to think about Bo, the more I'm seeing that he is a very capable passer, but when he's running outside the pocket, like he's, I don't know if it's his foot footwork. I'm starting to think it is. It's something to do with his footwork. He's just not setting himself. He overthrows a guy. He you know, throws behind Harold Joyner's back. Like that kind of thing. Like he just needs to set his feet, throw it. I think that is on the offensive line because when you can't even count to three before you have to run for your life, it gets to you, right? Well, yeah. And we see, we see Bo running for his life all the time, much like we saw. Uh, was our quarterback last year? Jarrett Siddham. Yeah, I already forgot. <laughs> Much Don't like you saw Jarrett have to run around last year. And it's the same offensive line. And that's why. Yeah. I think if Bo had a halfway decent offensive line, he would not turn tail and run as much as he does. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this. Can... Okay, so next year, it sounds like Nick Brahms is you know kind of establishing himself as center. He's going to be back next year. But the all uh, the other four uh, linemen are gone. We're getting we're getting three offensive linemen that are transferring, but two of them are not even going to be there until the fall. Doesn't matter. They Can know it, how to play the game. Well, you got to you got to you know the proverbial gel or whatever. But like you have to play as one as an offensive line, and that's that's the only thing I'm kind of like all right, it's a little questionable. Well, then open up run lanes. Like it seems yeah, like well. Our guys were always getting hit in the backfield in this game. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I saw multiple times where one of our guys just completely missed who he was supposed to block. Just completely missed him. Mm-hmm. Had no idea. He was like, oh, I'm staying out here. Where's my dude? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's just kind of like unacceptable. Like, <laughs> It is. Like, what are you doing? Like, like Achilles heel of this Auburn offense is the offensive line. Achilles heel of 100%. this Auburn team. Hundred percent is the offensive line. Yeah, but can it? Do you think it will get better, or can it get even worse? Like next year, because we're I don't think it so can get guys. worse. Okay, so I do think it will get better. I hope it I, because I hope you're right. because of the talent. Like you don't get the like three of the top five JUCO transfers and not be at least better than you. I mean, that's gotta help. I mean. <laughs> The thing about Auburn's offense and Gus's like go to is we gotta establish a run game. We gotta establish a run game. You can't establish a run game with this offensive line. And nope. that's why our Not offense you run is outside. so just so average. Well like, see, that's the thing though, is like when we have this terrible offensive line, why aren't we running outside more? All we need to do is get our guys to the corner and they are fast as lightning. Every mm-hmm. single one of them. Yep. DJ Williams is probably the fastest running back that I've seen us have in a long time, who's yeah. his size. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and besides, it, and, like, you know, Ontario Michaela, but, like, he's a different kind of breed. Compare yeah, that to, well, like, a DJ Williams, he's like, I will pound it on the inside, too, but I have speed. 
DJ Williams is big. Ontario yeah. McCaleb's a little dude. Oh yeah, tall, I, like skinny I stood guy. in line with Ontario McCaleb at Chick Fil A. <laughs> me too. Me too. And he was he was much smaller than I was. Yeah, he was tiny. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he was weigh like he weighed in, but like if he weighed over like one sixty or one seventy, I would kind of be amazed. <laughs> yeah, but DJ Williams, he's a man. Yeah. So and he's fast. Yeah. As a running back. Yeah. I mean, heck, just line Anthony Schwartz up as a running back and run outside every day. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um all right, let's let's kinda like I feel like we've gotten most of our like frustrations out. Um Ben, let's talk about the fourth quarter because that, that was the light that shone down and said, All right, we we can do a little bit. Like, let's talk about that fourth quarter. Um, from being inside the stadium, I felt like honestly, and, and the fans themselves pre- pretty much stayed in it. Like, they there were moments where it was definitely a little bit quieter, but the fans kind of, for the most part, stayed in it, especially on third downs when we needed yep. our our the just the loud Jordan Hare um, ambiance to just get into all of the Georgia offensive players ears. And, and sure enough, they did um, because our offense um, or our defense was able to shut down um, a lot of times. I mean, I think our third down, um, our third down uh, defense was just incredible. It was like three of 13. Um, I think is what it was. Yeah. I wasn't trying to find that, but I think it's like I think something we like three that. of 13. Uh, three of fifteen. Three yeah. of fifteen. Yeah, three of fifteen. Dang, even better. Yeah, and we had we three two yards, or we had nine three and outs. So like, you know, both of those stats are attributed to. I mean, how great our defense is, but especially yeah, the third down conversions. Game. Like that is really amazing. To, it is to shut shut somebody down that 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 badly. Well, I mean, like we're saying, we're talking about fourth quarter here. We allowed two yards from the line of scrimmage for Georgia. Mm-hmm. Net two yards. Yep. The entire quarter. Yeah. Completely shut down. They couldn't do anything in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, that that was... I mean, we needed that, obviously. To get things going, um, we had to have those quick three and outs. And, I mean, you know what? Our defense showed up, and thank goodness they did. Um Another... Well, defense had been there the whole time. Thank goodness, offense showed up and gave them a reason to keep fighting. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing that I noticed, at least in the the fourth quarter, I mean, Auburn had a really good drive. To like the the first drive of our fourth quarter was so beautiful. It was the we went rode down the field seventy five yards on twelve plays, um, and still had about ten minutes to play in the game. I was thinking, all right. All right, ten ten minutes is plenty of time, and then what does Auburn do uh, on defense? Cause another three and out for Georgia, and I was thinking, oh, okay, okay. I feel like this team's finally, you know, working together, offense complementing defense. And then what do we do the next drive? Fifty-seven yard drive for a touchdown, and you're thinking, wow. All right, we. <laughs> We can do this. We can legitimately do this. And we were scoring quick. Like that drive was like a minute and like some change. Yep. So, and I was like, all right, cool. Then we ended up having two opportunities at the end. Um, yeah. To go well, down the field and three. score. Because oh, it was yeah. an onside kick. Yep. And then it got taken away. Three and out. Yep. Got the ball back. Went down. Threw a pass to uh, Seth Williams mm-hmm. 
for a first down inside the twenty. Yep. That got taken away. Yep. Had to get the give the ball away. Then got the ball back after another three and out and had that uh pass behind the back. Yeah, the Harold just... Joiner and I mean, from that point, I mean, the game was pretty much over. But there was a face mask in there, too, where, well, uh, yeah. like, two plays prior, mm-hmm. where Bo Nix got his head ripped off. Yeah. They had to, like, glue it back on right away, <laughs> send it back out there, yep. and no calls. Yeah. That is nuts. Just absolutely crazy. Here's the thing. Like, yeah, you can you can say, okay, whatever, onside kick, maybe there was a block there, fine. You can say, yeah, Seth Williams, he caught the ball inbounds, and it was called a reception on the field, Yeah, and they reviewed it. Was there disputable evidence or indisputable evidence? No, obviously not. But, you know, whatever. If they want to say it was a bobble, that's fine. Yeah. But you can't not say there wasn't a personal foul face mask where Bo Nick's head gets grabbed via the face mask, Mm -hmm. clear full face mask, Ripped to the side. Yeah. Almost pulled off. <laughs> and no call? Yeah. I don't know how that, I mean, that happens. I keep I keep going back to the, the ref thing. Got my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> my orange and blue glasses and my tinfoil hat. Nice. It's all a conspiracy, man. Nice. <laughs> there was no money in it for Auburn to win this game. Yeah. So Birmingham had to step in. Yeah. Um. What, what did you... Okay, so we've talked about, I feel like, offense for the most part, but like... Our defense, you're you're talking about a top level type defense. That oh, national championship defense! If we had any any hope on the offensive side of the ball, we could easily be undefeated right now. Yeah, and the thing that I'm honestly hoping is we're able to get at least nine wins. Maybe you can honestly squeeze out ten if we can beat Bama and you know win the bowl game. And that's still a possibility, but I feel like the defense deserves something that they can, you know, hang their hat on. Because obviously the defense can't score every point. Like their nope. job is to stop the other team, um, and maybe that's something that is a a slight, I don't know, a downside of Kevin Steele and what he does with the defense is we don't cause that many turnovers. Um, but I mean, if you can stop teams and you know, force them to punt. I mean, it's not a turnover, but it's pretty darn close because we get the ball back. Um, so I don't know. It, that's really impressive. Um, here's another stat for you um, on defenses from Stat Tiger on Twitter. Uh, 56.3 of Auburn. Uh, uh, sorry, let me start that over. 56.3 of Georgia's offensive snaps were held to two yards or less. So you're looking at. Most of Georgia's plays, because of how good our defense was, were stopped with two yards or less. So over half of the Georgia's plays. And, you know, you take out the the long pass where there's obvious miscommunication going on there. And that's a pretty dominant defense. Um, now, you're, the players and coaches are probably going to say, we could have done more, we could have done more. But, I mean, I don't know how much more you can ask for. Um, you, yeah, so... Um, another thing that, that I did notice Auburn's defense held I mean, the number four, um, ranked team in the country, obviously to, you know, pretty low scoring 21 points. Um, but that's, that's whatever, but the two yards of offense in that fourth quarter, I mean, 
and they had 12 plays. It's not like, oh, Georgia only had the ball like one time. No, they had 12 plays. 12 plays to run or pass the ball, and they only get two yards. That's a defense. That's a defense that I'm proud of. Um, so, I don't know. Kind of That part makes me excited that our defense is so good um, and can definitely contend against Alabama and whoever we get for a bowl game. For sure. Um, another thing, so I thought this was kind of nice. So, as far as stats go for Auburn, um, did you know that Georgia's offensive line had only given up five sacks the whole season? And let me hold on, hold on. We got a sack on them. So, and I, I think there was one other where from <laughs> got, got held the entire like, game. Well, yeah, I mean that. I feel like at that at this point, it's kind of like you know. Whatever. The only reason we got a sack is because Fromm went far enough back that holding didn't matter anymore because he could just run past the guy. <laughs> oh man, oh man, that was the only reason because Marlon Davidson he was getting held, and then he was like, "Well, fine, I'll just run downfield," and he yeah. did. Yeah, went around the guy holding him, and then tackled from. Yep, yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, another guy that I just want to shout out. So for in defense, um, I feel like he's always this unsung kind of hero. Um, but KJ Brett, I mean, it seemed like he was every possible place on the field. Um, him, Jeremiah Denson, uh, Daniel Thomas, like all three of those guys, just seemed to be everywhere like almost every play they were in on a tackle um and that's that's all you can ask for for those kind of guys uh, for sure i mean there's so much talent on this defense there's so much talent that will be playing on sundays from this defense next year it's just it's ridiculous that one we were able to keep all these guys here together yeah and two that you know we're not in a position where we control our own destiny because of the athletic ability and talent on the defense Mm. i think that's why most of the auburn nation is upset yeah i think we as a collegiate group probably have unreal expectations but when you have a defense that could literally stop anyone in college football and maybe even some pro teams and you can't score points it's just it's disheartening yeah and i mean there was definitely angst and just like what is going on with the first three quarters that I mean even somebody that is you know just like all right cool I'm on the Gus bus like this is this is a a hard hard one to swallow at home after a bye week um yep and I mean I really do hope that we we can figure something out especially against Alabama because goodness knows I mean like you can kind of play through the scenarios in your head of what can happen if something like that happens again against Bama. Well, I mean, I don't want Gus fired and I don't, we have such a great recruiting class coming in next year. This team should not miss a beat. Kevin Steele has a fantastic defense. He has so much talent behind the guys that are currently there that it's going to be unreal. Yeah. We're plugging all the holes that we have. The wide receivers are all still really young. The running backs are all still really young. Our quarterback is a freshman. Offensive line is the only thing that needed to be fixed, and we're fixing it. Mm-hmm. If Gus can just get out of his own way, we could be amazing. It's just you got to get out of your own way, Gus. <laughs> you can't be throwing these stupid tunnel screens on a third and four. Yeah. Maybe an eye formation every once in a while. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... I'm going to I'm gonna find a Maryland playbook. 
and I'm just going to send it to Gus. Okay. I'm going to say, bro, third down here. And what does is, what is Maryland do on third downs? It's, uh, well, it's the Maryland offense. I don't know if that's what they actually run right now, but it is a quarterback, tight end, fullback, running back. Okay. And you can either sneak it with a quarterback. You can uh, do a quick handoff to the tight end. You can have the tight end run up in front and then hand it off to the fullback. Or you can, and I think it's like a fullback tight end type position Okay. in both of those. So like our H-backs. Yeah. yeah. And, or you can have the quarterback and two H-back positions, tight end and fullback, run forward and open up a hole for the running back. Or you can go outside on any of those, or you can pass. It's a great formation for when you want to be able to utilize our talent to make a yard or two. It's not something you'd use all the time. You do the spread. But the thing is, is that when you run a spread offense and you only have to gain two yards, you're making yourself gain seven yards. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. Well, the the hardest part for me is still when... It's a obvious rushing down. It seems like like any half decent defense can can like blow our offensive line off their feet. And That's why you need more people. I mean, get get more you know Spencer Nyes in there. I guess I don't know. Yeah, get more guys like that because it's it you got to have more um, big bodies in there. And I mean, mm. Sal Canilla, he can't catch, but he can block. That's one Throw of his, him in the middle. It's one of his assets for sure. Throw him in the middle. Yeah. Line him up right behind Bo and then another running back behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, let's let's kind of finish this out um with talking about a little bit uh, of Aaron Sippus because I mean Aaron My again, gosh, MVP. Like when you have to punt the ball, I think it was like holy cow. 7 times I think this game and you're talking about like 45 yard average, which is above his, like what he's been doing previously, like, and not to shank any plus also, I I don't know if y'all got this, but one of the times he, it was not a good long snap and he had to like jump over to the right and like catch the ball, um, to say, yeah, it. and then run up and kick it. Yeah. I love I was, his running kick. Yeah. He does great I, with that. I was like, oh, wow, that, well, that goes back to his roots. Yeah, the the Australian football roots, for Yeah, sure. that's, that's a rugby kick, yeah. if anything. Well, and then also, I mean, he he's down some beautiful punts inside, like even like the – he had what? One down at the two. It was so wonderful. And I was thinking, all right, I think Aaron's hitting his stride right now. Um, and this is only his second year with us. And mm. – uh, we we got some good good more times with him um before he, he gets out of here. Um maybe wins like a Ray Guy award um uh, for punter. So possible. He's he's gotta do he's gotta raise that average a little bit, but I mean the way he's doing it, I mean, I don't think there were any like major returns done by Georgia that I was like, Oh crap, like because they had a couple of punt returns but n- they netted out to nothing. Like so you know what? I'll take that. I will definitely take that. Um, instead of you know booming it ridiculously and no, allowing sure. a punt return. The, yep, don't want that. <laughs> don't want that, especially against Bama. I'm I'm very fearful of that. Uh, but anything else before we go? 
Uh, Got to put this behind us. We have the Iron Bowl coming up, and state champions are still better than anything else. So I'll take it. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I mean, we still have an opportunity to have nine or ten wins in the season. It can happen. It can happen. Um, Hey, I'm doing one other thing. Tinfoil hat, still on. Okay. There's no reason that we would like that Birmingham, besides the fact that they are Birmingham and they love Alabama, there's no other reason financially of why Alabama should be favored to beat us because they're not making it in the playoff without Tua. And even if they won out, they're not going in. Mm. You think so? so? You really maybe, think so? Even with their wide receiver talent? Well, <coughs> I, I think their wide receiver's talent's legit. The you wide receiver talent in is their, in their direction. After Tua went out, what is his name? Mac Brown? Yeah. Something like that? No, not that's not right, because he's... That's the coach, Or Mac it? Jones. Mac Jones. Right. There. Mac Jones helped Alabama score a total of three points. Mm-hmm. On a field goal. He is... that Two of his younger brothers on the team, and I I would not put it past Saban just to throw him in the game <laughs> when we've been playing and uh, getting ready mm. for Mac Jones. Yeah. But, man, they are so dang beatable... We just got to put it together. Full, yep. full game. I don't know if we played a full game this year, but it's time to do it. Work yeah. in progress. Time, time to have the work come to fruition. This would be that would be the game to do it. Yep. Um, let's yeah, let's grease the wheels against Sanford. I'll be there cheering us on. Then let's go out and take care of business the following yeah. week. Um, yeah. And before we go, Ben, do you want to give them your social media contacts? Yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G and on Twitter for College Game Days at Captain Plainsman. And you can find me on Twitter as well at A-J-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?